This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 497. What if it's not too late to get my money in order? With Telton W. Hall. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Telton Hall. He is a certified financial planner. And even more than that, he's a friend that I've gotten to know recently through a mastermind group that he and I are both attending where we get to have some fun conversations and talk about the power of the mind. And I think we'll get into that a little bit today. Welcome, Delton, to Live on Purpose Radio. So good to be with you, Dr. Paul. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your friendship. Thanks for your brilliance in the mastermind group. Super, super fun to be associated uh, with you. You know, just a little word about that real quick before we get into the content for today. Mastermind. As we associate with other people, as we share ideas, as we have conversations, some magical things start to happen. And I've seen that with our mastermind group, Telton, and I'm, I'm just thrilled and honored that you would join me here on, on this conversation today. Me too. I'm excited to be with you. Well, let's get into your area of expertise for just a minute. You are a financial planner. You help people with Coming to a place of, of I, I want to use the word security, but I hesitate to use that word because I used to volunteer some services in a ma- in a maximum security facility. <laughs> That's very interesting because people want security. It's it's the polar opposite of yeah. that kind of security. They like security blended with a, a large dose of freedom and independence. Well, and if we if we make that clarification right up front, this is one of the thinking errors that I think we get into around money because we we have this desire for security, but if we achieved maximum security, where would we be? All right. And doing doing 20 to life is <laughs> so it's a maximum security penitentiary. Exactly. And you mentioned another word that I think is even more important and that's freedom. And freedom is not free. It comes based on principles. And some of those principles, what I'm excited to talk to you about today, Telton, with your experience as a financial planner, there are limiting beliefs. Well, I say limiting, but I think if we identify a particular belief, there's a limiting side of that belief, and there's an empowering side of that belief. Because a lot of times it falls on a spectrum, okay, like freedom and security. If those are different ends of the same spectrum, how can we achieve freedom rather than, well, and when I say security, I mean like, you know, (laughs) captivity right, or stuckness. Um, And I'm sure that in your career, 
you have consistently run across some of the same things that I've observed in terms of the thinking that can either get in our way or empower us to move forward. And so I, I want to throw that out to you and just see what some of your initial responses are to that. Yeah. So the really the reason that I'm in that mastermind group with you and the reason that we're on this podcast and the reason that I have uh, my own podcast now and have, have put out my own book, which I was so delighted that it ended up be- becoming an Amazon bestseller. It's awesome. Because it, I, <laughs> I was pretty tickled. I was really, really excited about that. So it's this concept right here that I'm convinced of. And I didn't, I didn't know this 15, 16, 18 years ago that thought work is really, I'm convinced it's really the missing element in successful financial and retirement planning. It's the thought yeah. work, actually the missing element. It's the missing component. And well, so because people think it's just math sometimes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or magic or luck or whatever. Or that it's, I think it, math is, is more uh, palpable. Like we, we, we can at least get our hands around math and start to make some decisions. It's yeah, when yeah. it's, um, it's when it's personal, it's when it's like a, a moral uh, decision. And so you think about how people will think about this or how they'll talk about this. It's like, oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty bad, pretty bad with money. It's like, <laughs> like you're a bad person. Like you, you don't have um, moral integrity because you're like, well, I'm, I was wrong about that. I was in the wrong when, when I made that financial move. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it becomes, it's like, it, it's this moral principle when really, if we take a step to where math, where, where finances are math, then it's like, okay, well then we can deal with math. We can, mm-hmm. we can make adjustments in our life and it doesn't show up with all this, like this shame or this, this guilt or this self-loathing if they feel like they're not in the right place. And so, yeah. and then, and then from math, once you get the math in place, then you can get then you can get clarity. And what I love about when you get to a point of clarity, then that's when your real self can kick in and you, you can move forward with confidence. That's what I see. And so you see how the thought work is the key component of all of those. We're going to have thoughts that, oh, this is a moral conversation and I'm bad. Or we're going to have thoughts of, oh, the math says that maybe I'm, I'm uh, on track or I'm ahead or I'm behind. But then once we can look at the math, then if we allow it, our brain could then go to, well, I could, I could make some changes here. Like now that I've got clarity, I can move forward with some confidence. You can see how those different thoughts, uh, Mm. how those different thoughts can, can move you forward in your progression towards retirement. Yes. It's, it's clear to me as a psychologist that our thoughts matter a whole lot because it's our thoughts that create our feelings. It's our feelings that we act on and cause us to show up in certain ways. And then that's what creates our results. Right. And that, that that's so clear to me as a psychologist, it's, it's fascinating to talk to you as you're working with people, the piece that tends to be missing so much out there in the financial world is this thought work. 
And, and people are getting stuck all the time in thinking something like, oh, I'm bad with money. Yep. As if that's true. Right. It's a it's, thought, but they believe it like thought. it's concrete. Yeah. Right. And, and your brain will come up with evidence to support whatever you think. <laughs> and then, and you end up with behaving in a certain way and then getting a certain result. Right. So here's, you just, in fact, by making that connection, you um, made an interesting point. There is a whole, a whole psychology. There's a, um, this whole work of, of research around investor behavior called behavior finance. Mm. And so what could be really beneficial if they tied it back to the thought it's not really ever tied back to the thought. It's all tied back to behavior. Well, investors have a tendency to behave poorly in this kind of a, a of an environment, and then they'll do this. And so this behavior behaved poorly on this. So notice how all that, all this money and time and research has gone into um, to behavior finance and the study of that. But notice yeah. what they're studying. They're studying the result. Right. They're studying where you end up. And so what I have realized, and the reason that I'm so tickled to be able to be visiting with you is to say, well, wait, wait, let's back up uh, like the results here. Let's back up to the thought and then work down through to get to the result where we want, which along, along those lines, I'll just throw this out there to your listeners that far and away, the most successful individuals that I work with who, who are accomplishing what they want with their, with their finances, with their retirement, Mm -hmm. they, they do thought work when they are engaged, especially with some type of thought work, coaching person or coaching program, they make more astute financial decisions. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch Ah. play out in real time. So I love that you said that. And you know what, folks? I did not pay Telton to say that. (laughs) He did not. He did not know that was coming. Because that's my jam. That's what I do is help people with their thought work. Yeah. Which affects every aspect of life. It affects our relationships. It affects how we show up at our work. It affects our finances. It's so fundamental to the results that we create in every aspect of our life, that it's, it's such a valuable thing to understand and to get on top of. You mentioned, you know, the, this belief, I'm not good with money. And I heard you mention another one too, that I'm sure one of the common ones that shows up for you, because as you work with people on their retirement, a common thought or belief is, I'm way behind the game here. Yes. I'm too late. I'm behind. I, I'll never be able to catch up or do what's required to have the kind of life that I'm hoping that I can have in the future. You've heard it. Oh, yeah. Tell me your oh, yeah. take on that line of thinking. So it's fascinating. It's so fascinating. So uh, real life experience here. So this was maybe three, four weeks ago, visiting with a client. He's he's. He's a retired college professor, very successful, very smart in his field and would engage other professionals to 
uh, to help him out in, in fields where he didn't have expertise. And I was telling him um, that that I, I wanted to provide something of value to your listeners. And so I came up with this idea to give five reasons. I just do them in some short videos, five reasons why you're not too far behind to retire. So I'll, I'll provide that link to, to your to your listeners here before we're done. So I was telling him about all these people. And so he's been retired now for years and has done church service. They've, uh, they've traveled, they've been to a couple programs um, in, in different parts of Europe that they've always wanted to go to. So from the mm -hmm. outside perspective, everybody'd be like, oh, that's a highly successful retiree. So I was telling him that I wanted to come up with this, just these little tidbits of five reasons why it's not too late. Five reasons why you're not too far behind because yeah. so many people feel that way. And he goes, he just leans back. He goes, Telton, before we met, that was exactly how I felt. <laughs> and yeah. anybody looking at him would have thought, oh, he's on track. He's got, he's got tenure and he's got this amount of assets. Like anybody from an outside perspective looking at him uh, would think he's not thinking that, but just like, nearly everybody else. There are some exceptions, of course, but across the board, it's been ingrained in us, this whole, you're too far behind. You're behind the eight ball. Part of it, I think, comes from, you think about all the news articles that have to do with finances. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they, the news, we all kind of understand it at this point that fear sells. And so, Fear is what's going to be the underlying driver in all the news articles. And so you, you see any news articles, uh, you know, if anything's going on in the investment markets, then that's going to, you know, that's going to be major headlines. And the other news articles that you see all the time are, you know, especially baby boomers, baby boomers are too far behind. Baby boomers don't have enough saved for retirement. You, you see mm. this like this is like the consistent theme and it feels to me like like a parent whose whose child is getting okay grades but they're not getting great grades so mm -hmm. they constantly are telling them listen like you're too far behind you're not doing enough you're going to end up like a a bum on the street and a misfit in society. And they're trying <laughs> to use that to like encourage them to get to motivate their team. Yeah. Right. And meanwhile, they're just getting more and more discouraged. Like, Oh, okay. I'm never going to do this. And where the reality, when you, when you, when you turn it into math is that there's probably some reasons they are actually going to be able to pull it off. So there's a, a few thoughts yeah. on it. Number one is that folks have a tendency to think this, even those that are going to be good in retirement with just a little bit of planning and dialing things in, they're going to be, they're going to pull off a successful retirement. They still feel this way. And then secondly, it's this ongoing program that we've all been getting hammered with as, you know, as long as I can remember, that's basically been the projections yeah. is it's all going to, to fall apart. And so it's okay to recognize, huh, may, maybe that's not totally accurate. Maybe there are some reasons that I'm not too far behind. And then that yes. thought, that thought gives you, um, gives you the courage to start to move forward. And then once you start to move forward, you start to feel confidence 
And now we're talking a whole new bar, ball game. Now this is getting fun. Now we're having a chance to pull it off. You know, at a really basic psychological level, what, what if it came down to those two options? I can't, or whatever version of that we're currently thinking, you know, like I'm too far behind. There's no way I can make up this. I can't catch up. I can't, 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 can't. Right. Yep. Now, psychologically, take a look at that for a minute. What's the next step after I can't? There isn't one. Yeah. Yeah. You give up the fetal position in the corner. Right. Along with all the feelings that accompany that, like discouragement and, and failure and inadequacy and depression. Yeah. Ooh, sound fun. Sounds horrid. (laughs) Versus. Now I'm not even going to switch it clear to the opposite of I can, which is, which is true. But what if we turn it into a question? How can I? Yes. How can I now what's your brain doing? That's actually, so, you know, in your, in your book, the um, Mm -hmm. uh, pathological positivity, that's one of the pages that I have dog-eared is where you talk about what if we turn it into a question? Yes. And so I'll go back to that occasionally when I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm going, Dr. Paul said something great about that. What if we just (sighs) turn it into a question? So I totally interrupted. But I love well, it. It, it completely changes the psychological energy because you're giving your brain a whole different task. When you tell your brain, I can't, there's no next step. You're done. Except maybe just fold up. Okay. When you tell your brain, how can I? And you ask that question and it's really a question. Okay. Some people ask, it's not a question. It's a statement disguised as a question. Well, how can I do that? Yeah. Right. That's the really. exclamation point. It's not a question. Yeah. <laughs> so, watch your punctuation. Right. You've got the wrong punctuation at the end of that sentence. If it's a real question, how can I now just notice what your own brain is doing with that? It's like, uh, uh I don't know. I better look into that. Right. Okay. So you've just given your brain instructions and your brain is really loyal. It's like, I, I captain. Whatever you say, we'll jump in on this. And so it gets busy working on how can I? So let's take a financial example. I can't afford it versus how can I afford it? Totally different tasks. Oh, yeah. Which one is more likely to get you it? Whatever it is that you. It's got to be 100% over on the how can I? side. Uh, Yes. So looking at retirement, for example, you work with people a lot on retirement plans and and getting their money in order. And if they're saying, I can't catch up, I'm too far behind or whatever, their brain is going to be like, aye, aye, Captain, and find them all the reasons why that's true versus how can I Make this happen at the age I'm at right now with what I have currently. Now we can work with that. Yes, it's so good. So here's because I'm right now, I've got a, a, a retirement planning business where we help individuals and give them this really world class 
customer care and treatment and walk hand in hand with through yeah. retirement. So I love that. I love that a whole bunch. At the same time, there's just thousands of people every day that can't get that kind of help and are interested. Like, I want to jumpstart. I want to get going. And so um, the, the program that I am launching, it's here. It's a very, very simple concept where if you can sit down um, you know, w- with me on a um, watching a recording of me doing a Zoom call just on an Excel spreadsheet where I'll, I'll do the retirement planning for an actual real life person. And it won't be exactly your situation, but you'll you'll right. know what applies to you and what doesn't. At the end of that, you've got this really simple, straightforward Excel spreadsheet that shows you what retirement might look like at this age or at this age. And what I have seen, I've seen this time and time again when folks originally come in, oh, I'm, I'm, it's too late. I'm too far behind. We'll say, well, let's just plan it out. Let's just see what it looks like. And then once it's on paper in front of them or, or on a, in, in this case, just to keep it really simple, I'm just going to use an Excel spreadsheet in front of them, their mind, they can't even help it. They can't like, even if they wanted to be discouraged in the fetal position, mm-hmm. they can't resist starting to look at that and thinking, oh, maybe I can do that. Well, maybe, maybe I can. Right. Yes. Love what it. if I, what if I could do this or what could I do to change that line? Maybe, you know, maybe social security is what it is and maybe the pension is what it is, but we've got a couple other lines there where we we need to get some income and they start thinking, yeah. Hmm. I wonder what I could do about that. And it's like, I mean, it's it's nerdy of me. It's totally geeky of me, but I just I just love yeah, you it. You get fired up about this, don't I you? Totally get this thrill once they see it and they're like, "Oh, well, let's see here. I think I maybe could." You see that that like it's like they can't yeah. help the momentum of that as they as they start to transition their their thought work around it. And so Yes. You know, there's another there's another belief that can be either empowering or limiting, depending on which end of the spectrum you're on. It has to do with scarcity and abundance. And as you were sharing this just now, Delton, I I thought of actually uh, an example from the Bible. They're usually pretty good examples. That's (laughs) rock solid. There's, it's a fairly well-known publication (laughs) and there's a story in a little while. There's a story in there where Jesus is teaching a bunch of people, and he notices that they're all getting kind of hungry, okay? And so he's like, hey, well, let's feed them. So he turns to his disciples, his followers there, and says, well, let's feed these guys. And there's probably, I don't know, a couple of thousand of them there. Right, 3,000 and 5,000. And his disciples had an interesting scarcity response at first, yeah. and and that was, um, have you counted these people? Look how many of them and look how, how much food we don't have. Right. Okay. It was this, this same idea. Well, he redirected them. The master redirected them and said, what do you have? Because that's useful to me. You tell me what you don't have. I can't put my hands on that. Yes. That's tell great. Me, what do you have? And then, and then well, have? we have a couple of loaves. It's meager in their mind, but we have these loaves and a few fish. And he's like, bring that. 
You bring what you got. Yeah. I'll make it enough. Right. I love it. And I love that example of scarcity versus abundance. What are you going to focus on? What you don't have? What you didn't do 10 years earlier? What right. you haven't accumulated towards your retirement? Or are you going to bring what you've got? Yep. Because Telton W. Hall here can put his hands on that and, right. and help you to take, you know, make it yeah. enough. To, you see, it's a, an abundance mentality rather than a scarcity mentality. Yeah, such a great example. What when I and what I love about that example is it's so meager. It's a few loaves and a few fishes, but that's enough. Right. When once you start thinking about, well, what do I have? What do you have? Yes. So here's something fascinating, and I see it time and time again, is that this thought going going full circle back to <clears throat> that thought work is really the missing ingredient to successful retirement planning. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when you have this thought of, well, it's you're thinking about what you didn't do or what you don't have, mm-hmm. that it stalls the planning. It right. stalls the planning every time. It, it, almost to a T right after people will say, Oh, I'm just too far behind. I've just been putting this off. And, As if that's helping. Right. And so that that action was a direct result of that thought. And so even if they could just take that and say, let me try this thought on of, let me just get really clear on what I do have. And maybe that does, maybe that takes us three hours on a Saturday and, and we're going to walk you through how to pull up your social security and, and you get your hands around if you've got some kind of a pension, um, or exactly what your accounts are. And it maybe it takes a, a little bit of effort. What's crazy. It doesn't take that much effort to all of a sudden your thoughts start to focus on what do I have? Right. And then, and, and then that's the catalyst. That's the kickstart. To- that's the key right there. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's in the thinking. Telton, this has been an awesome conversation. You promised earlier that you would share. There's five short videos and, and, I've written this down because uh, you told me about it before we started the show here today. Telton Hall, T-E-L-T-O-N-H-A-L-L.com. And then do a little forward slash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. Freebie Um, for Dr. Paul's guess. That'll tell you how much it's going to cost you to go there. (laughs) Spend a little bit of your time. We're not asking you for any money here, but let's see if we can get the thinking straightened out. What if it's not too late to get your money in order? What if you're right on schedule? And Telton, you're going to help us with five reasons why you are right that's on right. schedule. Yep. That's it. So that teltonhall.com forward slash freebie. And then I'll send you the five reasons why you're not too far behind. Awesome. Telton, thank you so much for joining us here at Live On Purpose Radio. This has been a fun conversation. Thanks for having me. It's been so good to be with you. Okay, you guys, you got it. You can do something with it now. It's time to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose.